1: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
2: Hello and welcome to the haunted
0: estate.
3: Hello and welcome back to The Haunted Estate with me, your host, Selena Myers. I am feeling pumped. It's a beautiful day. We're going to talk about some paranormal stuff, which always makes me happy. I've got lots of stuff done. Anyways, I'd like to say today's episode, like all episodes, your stories, my stories, and everything in between tonight on The Haunted Estate. Call and tell us your story. Toll free at one eight seven
1: seven.
3: Yes, my friends, are you having a wonderful day here in Canada today? It feels like Dig dong summer. I am talking warm. Selena Hibernation Station time of year. Anyways, as we all know, I'm not a huge fan of summer. I don't like getting tan. Yes, I'm a vampire. Didn't you know this? I'm just kidding. Anyways, today's been productive. I finished editing a whole chapter and started another chapter on my book, which will be coming out, I'm crossing my fingers, in the next month. I'm saying that because I'm giving myself these deadlines to meet. If I say it out loud, maybe I'll actually do it because now all thousands of you guys are listening. Anyways, I got that done. I promoted the podcast a little bit. Read some awesome comments on Reddit that make me so, so happy. Just knowing that you guys enjoy the podcast really makes my day. I love making it. I want to get my name out there. I want to hear from you guys. And you know how I can hear from you guys. If you call my toll-free number, 1-877-260-3428. I actually got three calls in the last week. One is from someone who I had re-record a story. Um, The next, (laughs) this was pretty funny. Um, It starts with just like a lot of giggling and I thought it was a prank call. But they ended up just letting me know they were very high, <laughs> which, which was fun. Um, but then they said that they were in junior high. They told me to look up Brenton, Brent, Brenton Junior High, I think it is. Bremerton Junior High um, out on the coast. And I've done that. Um, and then I got another phone call, which was just like these really warped sounds and a little girl humming. But then I realized that they were both from the same number. So I heard you, Noelle. Hello, Noelle. Um, the next is from Dano. We will go into him as our first call. So please take it away, Dano. I haven't listened to this yet. I want to play it fresh on the air so we can all hear it together.
2: Hey, this is Dano from Utah. I just wanted to share a piece of, a, of an ongoing story that my life has become. So... I'm going to share with you the beginning of this story um my story begins back when I was about 19 years old I'm 27 now so a while back um me and a bunch of friends were living at my house we had downstairs apartment and we all decided on a whim hey let's all go camping so we get ready we do everything we uh, get the camping stuff ready, and then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, let's make a Ouija board. Let's, you know, make it fun see if we can find any spirits up there. So, we we do that, head up to the campsite, set up, nighttime falls on us, and my friend decides, hey, I, I gotta go back into Brigham for the family emergency. So, we said, okay, we understand. Take Brooke's car and, you know, go back into town. So, at this time, we pull out the Ouija board, and we're sitting there in the tent, and we're, you know, trying to find a spirit to speak to and we come across this girl um I honestly forgot her name but this girl started speaking to us saying telling her how she died and telling her how she liked me and how she felt connected to me and how um she felt bad for me from my past and you know there's a lot of stuff that went on in my past talking to this girl, and all of a sudden she starts answering questions about our futures and stuff. So we uh, end up asking her, "Where did our friend go?" That left our friend Jake. Um, she gave us an address. We're like, "Okay, let's go." So we, you know, literally all just stand up from the Ouija board and just take off in another car to go see if he's there. Believe it or not, he's at this house we've never been to. We've never, you know even thought about going down this road and he's at this house partying. And, you know, we were so upset that it didn't really face us that uh, a ghost gave us an address, but morally like we were just upset with him because he left us to go to a party. So we bring him back up to the campsite, everything's good. And then, you know, we pack up the next day, come home. I put the Ouija board under my bed, you know, so we can play play it another time. And that's when things started happening in my life a lot worse. It started with knocks on the doors when no one was home. Some nights I'd hear knocks and scratches on the wall from another room that was in uh, the downstairs where nobody lived. Um, and I realized that more, more and more things started happening when I would have my girlfriend over. Uh, I'll just share a little bit of, you know, what happened. Um, what happened is is when I would have my girlfriend over, she would always hear a girl calling from upstairs when no one's home. And the thing that really set her off, this we actually brought up over this, is we were playing a, the Ouija board with a bunch of friends again here in my room. And all of a sudden, this girl started speaking to us, and it was the same girl, and we don't understand how she found us or was connected to us. She started saying, I hate her, make her leave, she's mean, she's a cheater, all this stuff. And all of a sudden, my drums just fell on her from, you know, my drums are pretty set up. So, you know, I'm sturdy because I'm, I'm, you know, I play drums all the time. And these drums, a, drum, a cymbal stand, Uh, flipped backwards and hit her in the head. She actually said, I'm done, and I can't do this, Dan, will bye. And, you know, we broke up that night in front of all of our friends. And, you know, I believe it was this girl that I think is attached to me somehow, but I honestly don't know. But there's a lot more after that um, I'll share with you. I'll continue on to be continued from there. But I just want to let you know I love your show, and thanks for listening. When this airs, I will definitely uh, call in with the second half or third or fourth or fifth and uh, to let you know the saga of my life. So thank you, and it means a lot to me. Bye.
0: You can live out your Chef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel.
3: Thank you so much, Dano, for sending in your story. I have Dano as a friend on Facebook. He's definitely been around since the beginning of the podcast. And a few of those people from the beginning, they just really mean the most to me. I would absolutely love for you to share the saga of your life. Maybe after you share all the different parts of your life, we can have you on a Skype call and we kind of discuss the things that go down. From what I hear about your story, we all know how I feel about Ouija boards. I buy Ouija boards from yard sales, if you don't already know this, and I hide them and I keep them and I, you know, try and get rid of the negative energy that is attached to them. So the thing is, you don't need to buy a Ouija board, as we've learned in Dano's story. You don't need to buy one. You can make one yourself, anything that you use as a conduit to talk to the other side, paranormal entities, anything is going to work and is going to hold energy. Just like they're like, oh, you know, there's so many things people say. We all know that. So obviously, Dana, when you're out there, you connected with something. The second thing with Ouija boards, you don't know who you're talking to. You could be talking to a malevolent spirit, but they could be acting like a little girl. So maybe you were doing that in the forest. It played on, it plays on your weaknesses, demonic forces, things like that play on your hard sides. And that's, I feel personally with the experiences that I've had, ghosts that hang around and that would talk to you like that, they'd they talk more about other things. They wouldn't want to go directly into how bad they feel about things, trying to make you feel sympathetic towards them um, when they feel sympathetic towards you. So I'm thinking that maybe that day you picked up a bit of a spirit that came home with you. And obviously when your girlfriend came around and you were showing attention to your girlfriend, it, it didn't like that you weren't paying attention to it. Definitely for sure. I absolutely love that story. I love, you know, my favorite thing to do, I'm that weirdo at the bar or whatever who meets someone and instantly is like, so, you got any spooky stories? And just likes to spend a lot of time talking about those kind of things. Dano, I really like Dano. He makes awesome Snapchats. Anyways, if you're on Snapchat, I am Selena's life. Add me up. I love Snapchat so much. I post hilarious things that people should never see. (laughs) Anyways, um, for example, actually, when talking about the spooky stuff. I was at a yard sale. There's a street in Woodstock where I live, called Van Sittert, and it is just the longest, most beautiful street of just these really old houses from the 1800s, 1900s, just beautiful. And there was a yard sale at one of those, and and I said to him, I'm like, oh, do you have any spooky stories? And he's like, yeah. And then I'm like, no, wait, don't tell me. Call it into my podcast. And I told him how to get a hold of my podcast and stuff like that. So I really hope that I hear from him. I actually bought some things off Kijiji from him, some runes and stuff like that last year. Anyways, that's a different story. So I would really love, you know, first thing, I want to get the podcast out there more. And you know how I'm going to get the podcast out there more is if you guys share it. Just share links off my Facebook page. Share it. Tell your friends, you know, call your grandma. Your grandma would love it. I really think she would. Anyways, let's move forward onto another topic.
1: Call and tell us your paranormal story. Toll free at 1 260 3428 and visit us at thehondaestate.com.
3: So, I have some very good news, friends. The creepy music that I play in the background, I had decided to cut out for a few episodes. I feel like it really makes the podcast a bit more. So, it's going to be coming back in the next episode. I was listening to it. I never listen to my podcast, and that's usually I, I hear about the problems that go on without it inside it from. Listeners and stuff like that, but it's gonna come back. Anyways, so as I was talking about earlier, the stone drunk teenagers who (laughs) called me, I was able to do some research and I'm thinking that maybe this is what school they were talking about Brenton High School, and it's 5655 South 4th Street, St. Joseph, Missouri. This is called Haunted. It's on hauntedhouses.com. Like usual, all links will be on thehauntedestate.com underneath blogs, episode links. All right, location, Brenton High School is south of downtown St. Joseph, about 11 minutes away from the 229 off the Southwest Parkway, which intersects with the South Forest Street, which is a one-way going south. The school is situated on a hill, which overlooks the street and a ravine and a boulevard system. Description and history. This solidly built, grand-looking, three-story brick building dates back to 1938, when the construction began on a piece of land bought by the school's district. After spending $400,000 on the construction effort, the three-story, 320-foot high school building opened in March 21, 1940, with 37 classrooms, an auditorium, a gym, and a cafeteria. In 1961, the new gym was built on the north side of the main building with a 147-foot-high non-pillared dome. It was named for an honored coach at Brenton High School. Unfortunately, the dome wasn't constructed properly and collapsed 10 years later. It was replaced with a conventional flat roof. A new athletic field was built in 1974. Um... To 1977, it was named Jim Sparks Memorial Field after a young man who died on the football team during a game. In 1969, a two-story 12-room wing was added to the south end of the main building. A new room was also built adjacent to the industrial arts wing. In 1990, a high school got a facelift in another 8,240 square feet addition and a two-story building which houses classrooms, labs, and an office space. History of Manifestations. This high school is supposedly built on top of an Indian burial ground. Entities who loved their work and were dedicated to their duties during their lifetime often want to continue doing their work, despite being in an altered state of existence. Manifestations. During the evening hours on the 200-foot-long third-floor hallway of the original building, an unruly unseen presence throws books at folks who wander down this hallway. Some people hear disembodied yelling and screaming or disembodied voices coming across the school's intercom, which is located in the main office. The entity of a secretary, a dedicated but dead school secretary, is still on the job. Her apparition was seen walking into the office. People recognized the aroma of her perfume in the office. In 1996, Annex. An unknown entity haunts classrooms and hallways. A red light is seen floating up and down the hallways. An apparition was seen entering a classroom where it turned on a TV set and sat down and watched it. Still haunted? Yes, indeed. Unhappy, disturbed Indian spirits. A former secretary and perhaps... Young dead youth are still using the facilities as their home. This article is really cool. It has lots of pictures of the school from all different angles. There's some links that you can click on. Um, I love when people put it out there. They do their research and get extra links, so it, it makes it a much more fun experience for people to read and click around and get deep into the history. For me, it just makes so much sense for a high school to be haunted. Because if you think about it, that place is so active five days a week for the majority of the year. And people go through their worst and best and most accomplished moments in a high school. That's where you make friendship. That's where you break friendships. That's where, you know, you get to wear that beautiful dress and feel like the most amazing person. And it's where you get bullied and you feel, you feel the worst feelings that you're ever going to feel. Definitely, going to high school, it's a full spectrum. So if you say someone who passed right after high school, the majority of their memories are probably made at a high school. And, you know, we all have seen Poltergeist. We know what happens when you build over an Indian burial ground. I do love that movie. Um, I should actually read about the set. I don't know if I've actually talked on the podcast about things that have happened on movie sets. I need to write down what I've done because... I get lost, but that's a really good idea. Um, when it comes to Indian burial grounds, a lot of them weren't marked, so you didn't know until you started digging, and then you have put all this money into building something, and you find out that there's bones, and you're like, okay, these are really old bones. Let's just, you know, build over it. That's that's not going to be good, guys. That's not going to be good. But anyway, since we're talking about a high school, let's move into five haunted schools that will ruin your childhood. The Poke Etelelo High School in Idaho, after last year's winter break, surveillance footage from Poke Atello High School made its way onto the Internet. At the start of it, it shows a deserted hallway, normal for that time of the year with the kids gone home for holidays. Then, a shadow figure makes its way out of a doorway. and moves into the corridor before lights flicker wildly and various screens go berserk. After kids and staff returned, some of the students, even teachers, reported hearing strange whispers and noises pervading the school. Some outright refused staying in the auditorium, alone due to a shadowy figure that hangs over it. Eventually, the presence got so bad that the school summoned paranormal investigators. Their conclusion was that there had been six deaths on the property, the school was set ablaze in 1914, only to be rebuilt in 1918. Could this be souls from beyond trying to communicate with the current students? With this story, there is actually a video so you can actually see the surveillance footage going crazy. Number two Lee Williams High School, Arizona. There is a chamber in Lee Williams High School about the size of a tomb that only the principal dares to venture near. It's dusty. Cramped and chilly, even in the harsh Arizona heat. Principal Steve Elwood says that they will threaten the kids with detention if they are seriously misbehaving. Apparently, this is more than just a scary room. There are persistent rumors that the school is haunted by specters from another century, when it was a former town. Students have, been se- students have seen men in bowler hats and long coats patrolling the hallway, dissatisfied at their home. The janitor is completely convinced, saying that he hears footsteps and even the voice of a little girl mumbling in the boys' bathroom. Part of the school was built on top of an old cemetery home. Sounds to me like your typical American Indian graveyard. They don't want to settle. So remind me why they chose to build a school there. was really bad written. I just tried to work around that. (laughs) Number three, Lambertville High School, New Jersey. Built in 1854, Lambertville High School endured a devastating fire sometime between 1925 and 1926. A rumored 150 people perished, and and most of the school crumbled down around them. After it was rebuilt in 1927, another fire rampaged the school a few years later, immediately causing speculation of a curse. The school required patrolling by police so that kids wouldn't make their way into the destruction and fall through the floorboards to their death. The fire led to urban legends about children roaming the school, alternating between laughing and grimacing in pain. Another legend claims that the chalkboard drawings would appear spontaneously, showing ghost children permanently stuck in their fiery hellhole. The building has since been demolished because it became an unsafe destination for the people who were obsessed with the paranormal. But did the ghosts go with it? Number four, Epsom Red Schoolhouse, New Hampshire. There is no evidence of what really took place at Epsom Red Schoolhouse, but that has led to persuasive speculation about the reason for the ghostly activity. The legend goes that 12 young children went to the schoolhouse to learn, only to be violently abused by their teacher. Eventually, the abuse is said to have gotten so bad that children were killed before they could report him. While there's no proof, the picturesque house has been the subject of many paranormal investigators who claim to have picked up three instances of EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomenon a couple orbs on photos, and even minimal evidence. The simple idea of 12 children being tortured to death in a school so quaint is enough to make my stomach turn. Willowbrook State School, New York. This is the most disturbing. It is full of tragic events that shouldn't occur at American school. Willowbrook State School started functioning as a facility for disabled children in 1947. Outbreaks of hepatitis were outrageously common for the decade, developing in about 90% of children after their arrival. The doctors were used to this opportunity to conduct tests on children, effectively rendering them human guinea pigs. In the process, in one case, a doctor fed live hepatitis virus to 60 uninfected children. Watching as their eyes became sickly yellow, their livers bulged, they recalled the most unethical medical experience ever performed on children in the United States. By the 60s, the institution had developed a reputation for horrendous living conditions. With patients living in dirt-like animal zoos, Geraldo Riviera investigated the campus and found overcrowding Broken and sold bathrooms and sexual and physical abuse at the hands of the staff were common. This led to the school's closure, but before that occurred in 1987, one little girl named Jennifer Schweiger went missing. Her body was found on the grounds and the custodian was blamed for the crime. People who have gone to visit Reporter reports disembodied screaming and wailing as long as... the. And as well, I'm so bad at reading right now, I'm so sorry, I just woke up. As well as the feeling of being pushed around by shadowy figures. There are rumors around Staten Island that this is a satanic cult that functions on the ground. All of this sounds familiar. It's because many of the people speculate that the American Horror Story Asylum found its roots in this tragic story. That's dark, guys it's pretty dark it's crazy what they do to people who don't have a voice like shock treatment stuff and you know they're still doing stuff think of how many people have those brand new babies that are really really messed up and they're just like i can't do it and they just send them away to live their lives out in an institution there's no one really there to say yes you can do this no you can't do that and they got to try things out on people sometimes so you have to wonder is that happening to those people Ugh, the world is a funny place, people. The world is a funny, funny place. Anyways, like usual, I would like to say, please, please, the way that we get this podcast out there is by you sharing, you telling you anything with your friends, your family, your coworkers about this podcast, um... I can send you business cards if you want some, um, you can, you know, stick them in random bathrooms and make sure if you love me, please rate and review me on whatever platform that you find me. There also is a donate button on the page. I'm not asking for money, but if you want to donate, you totally can because wow, this podcast costs a lot of money to put out, especially now that I get so many more downloads, but I love it. I love making it for you. I love making it for me. I love making it for the paranormal world because you know what? It's always fun to learn, and everything that I have is sourced, so I'm not talking out my ass. And I also feel like, you know, I'm not a person who's like, this is what you should believe, but I'm going to share with you um, my beliefs. And so far from all the feedback I've gotten from people, they like when I talk about what I think about. So hopefully those people will buy my book. (laughs) I'm just going to push it right there. Good news, that's what, well, first, that's what I should be doing right now, but I'm doing this instead because i got to backlog some episodes. I'm not backlogging. This is going up the day it's it's, uh, put up. Well, I started recording half of it the other day and then I got distracted for like two days. But anyways, it doesn't matter because I got a whole chapter done and I thought I had edited it good and I read it out loud to my husband and guess what I didn't? It sounds terrible. Well, it sounds good, but I just... Ugh. Life, guys, life is a weird, funny game. Anyways, thanks for visiting me today on this episode of The Haunted Estate and I will see you the day after tomorrow. Don't get too spooky.